and I've even noticed the better our meeting schedule calendar is at our work, the better meetings we have had as well too. They know, hey, we have our team lead meetings every week or we have our quarterlies, we have our annuals. Um, the better the routine we have as leaders in our company and how that fits into the calendar, uh, we'll have a better company instead of just like, oh, we're gonna, we might do this this day. You cannot live in mites. I mean, customers bring enough mites to us. You don't wanna self-impose more mites. Welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. And there is nothing more frustrating than either overscheduling yourself or underscheduling or forgetting something and letting it fall through the cracks. Um, so today, as simple as a calendar sounds and how to schedule things, Josh and I dive into this and I believe it or not, I love calendars. Absolutely love calendars because when things get scheduled, things get done. And as we have big visions, hey, we can plan out big visions and how to make them happen. So enjoy today's podcast on, hey, what makes a great calendar? Well, hey, welcome to The Consultant and The Coach. I have my friend Josh here. And you hey, know everybody. what? Good year. Good year. Absolutely. We're into the new year here. Well, you know what happens if we don't have things scheduled out and don't, you know what, we just wait, or at least I waste lots of time. So today we are going to dive into making sure we're focused this year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Josh, what what... What what Bible verse do you have for us today? Sure, let me pull that up. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. I just had it up. There we go. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So encouragement for us to make good use of the time we have, which we're going to talk about a little bit how to do that today. Yeah, and you know... Josh and I, we were we were joking. I, you know, I absolutely love talking about calendars. Love it. How do we schedule things out? Goals. I just, I, I'm excited. I have five books in front of me, and I could have grabbed another ten. I don't have one. And I'm excited. To, I'm excited like to learn about crazy. this. You're, you're going to teach me all about this. I can tell. Well. Some of I, I I do get distracted by shiny things. You do. So <laughs> if I don't have a plan, yeah, I don't know if I'm heading in the right direction, and it allows for lots of uh, really good things to get done. So let's let's start with one of the things that drives me nuts more than anything else. And I you know if if you count some of our offsite team members, I have about 70 employees that I oversee. But what drives me nuts is when kids, especially young team members, employees, don't have a plan. And they just do dumb stuff. And right. I think they do dumb stuff because they don't look far enough to head ahead and they understand if I if what they understood, they wouldn't do it. But they'll just do something stupid and not say, hey, what are the repercussions of going in the wrong direction? What's an example of what you're... Tell me more about an example of of what what this is. I could give you 30. But uh, examples are people who all of a sudden quit work without having a backup plan. Oh, sure. Uh, Another example... You you talked about this in that other podcast, right? We did. And Mm -hmm. then also another example would be people, oh, I like that car. 
and they just go buy a car mm-hmm. and not understand, oh, that's a $600 a month charge that you're going to have to pay off for the next seven years. They don't think that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another example, all sorts of, I have, a, I have a senior in high school as a daughter, and what she's doing is she's going off to college and like, oh, I'm going to go to this college. Why? Why choose this college over that college? Mm-hmm. So if we are intentional with our future decisions, but even this comes all the way down to a calendar. How do we plan our day out? What do we do? Right. Well, I think what I hear you saying, which I like, is 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 the goal, at least as leaders, especially when it comes to people of faith, but also just people in who are leading organizations, there's, there's a necessary wisdom and maturity required. And one output of wisdom is to have a plan. And if you have a plan for 10 years or 50 years, a life plan, like we talked about a few weeks back, then it would make sense that you would have a yearly plan, which means you'd have a monthly plan, which means you'd have a daily plan, or even hourly plan, right? Absolutely. So that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've got to have it. We've got to have a daily plan. Yeah, and I think what it, I think what we're trying to say is, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, is the plan is an expression of your wisdom and your maturity, right? Because we probably could have a plan for a day and have it become a bit of an idol and probably not... Because if you only had a plan for a day, you'd still get that kid who bought that car with that $600 a month payment for the next seven years because they only had a plan for today. Correct. Right. So that's really an expression of your maturity and your wisdom. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Perfect. That's right. (laughs) So now I I do believe there's an art to building a calendar. Yeah. So that, you know, it's like, okay, how do we build our calendar? Because it's one thing to say, you know, I don't want to say you've got to do it this way. Because if you do it this one specific way, it paints you into a quarter. We all know those people. And then a great opportunity, well, I can't do it because it doesn't fit my plan. Yeah. So if something comes to you, yeah. how do you figure out what goes into your day? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, and what I will preface this with, I think, where we're also going is I think um, leaders are anywhere along a spectrum of levels of organization and calendaring. And so I think it's good that you and I disagree on this issue in terms of what to the degree to which we plan our day, because I think hopefully it's speaking to a wide range of folks listening to this podcast. Um, because some people will like me go, I don't know why we're having a podcast on this. And other people will be like, absolutely, Eric, I need all the tools you can give me. And probably a lot of people are somewhere in between. Um, so I would say, you know, one of the things actually interestingly about my days, I try to be aware of, which doesn't happen most days, but I try to keep, I try to keep actually some margin in my days pretty mm-hmm. intentionally because there's always that thing that comes up, um, that that's unexpected. I mean, last week, uh, was a week of ice and lots of late starts and all sorts of craziness with kids and schedule was completely off. Like I was cr- craving, craving getting back on my schedule and last week was not it. Like it was a mess. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't have enough margin for last week, even though I planned margin in my day. But, um, I would say I like, there's actually a book it does not about calendaring, but by Bob Goff, uh, Love Does. Mm-hmm. Great book. And he talks a lot about the importance of uh, whimsy. And effectively, what he's talking about is having margin in your day. Um, and so I try to frame my days whenever possible to have enough margin. So if something does come up, right, there's an opportunity to squeeze mm-hmm. that thing in, that phone call. So how do we decide? Yeah. You know, and, and I, I already have an answer for this, but how do, I, how do we decide what do we do 
on a Monday? Or what do we do on a Thursday? How do we decide? What do we do? Yeah, you tell me. You sound like you've had an, I, I, I haven't well, thought through I, this. I have a purpose for every single day of the week. Sure. So if you okay. say, Eric, what are you doing Monday? Yeah. Uh, I have a template for every single Monday that I go through. Okay. I have a template for every single Thursday. Thursday is my rest slash thinking day. I'm working every Thursday, but I have a template for that as well, too. Mm -hmm. So now, granted, I've done it enough. I'm 18 years into my job, so I know what works and what doesn't work on certain days. Mm. So I have a template for almost every single day of the week. Got it. How about you? Yeah, I I don't have a template for every day of the week. I think because of the fact that um, my work is heavily dependent on the consulting client needs that I have. So I have, they have different needs that are less predictable and less, um, less able to sort of bend into certain days, especially because they're somewhat intense engagements that Mm -hmm. spread across every day of the week, but it might be one hour this day, five hours that day, six hours this day. I mean, it's, it's sort of unpredictable. Um, but it's kind of back to some of our earlier podcasts around routine and steadfastness so I've wrapped into my days, all my days, kind of a consistent rhythm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because I know um, you spend time in prayer and time in the right. Word every single day. Yep, yep. And then there's a sort of a there's a, a routine around eating and exercise mm-hmm. in there as well that varies each day. But then there's certain things that are every day, like you said. Um, and not business, but I know you know you try to get better in your workouts. You actually have a very specific calendar yeah. to your workouts. I'm doing speed today. I'm going long today. Today's yeah. an off day. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And, and then I think more, and then even more importantly than just the workouts too, I also very careful each day to sort of guard family time, mm-hmm. right? So there's like the 6 p.m. window and I'm shutting things down for um, dinner and, and things like that with, with my family. And if I have to get back on after kids go to bed, sometimes that happens. But um, so there's sort of more of a, I would say a daily rhythm and I would say a weekly rhythm around exercise, but also Sabbath. Um, so that's probably the most organized versus I think you have a different schedule in terms of you've organized a specific template for the day of the week. Correct. Um, which is also, but if I were to say, Hey Josh, you're going to work the same consulting job for years. Yeah. 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 That would be different. If I had, if there was picking up different clients who have different needs. Yeah. I'm always starting and stopping and, and, and sort of bending, what I need to, to who I'm working with. Cause obviously they're the ones who he need to be who I'm serving. So yeah, it's less, but I have found actually it makes me better at my job when I'm able to sort of say, okay, it's sort of a free for all from seven thirty or eight in the morning to six at night. Whatever happens between those those hours, it's like, <laughs> Lord have mercy, like <laughs> come what may, right? Yeah. And but then I'm pretty structured outside those hours because it allows me to sort of be more fluid inside those hours, you know. I, I think some of the reasons why I'm so passionate over a calendar is you know, if you count over the years, I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of employees. I've mm-hmm. worked with high school <clears throat> athletes. Uh, I've worked with uh, people in ministry. And what I've noticed is those that don't have a calendar don't get things done. Mm-hmm. They'll say, I was busy nonstop and I did this. And they're like, I've accomplished nothing the last two years. Yeah, you haven't because yeah. a calendar almost acts like an accountability list. Mm-hmm. When we put something down on paper, even if we don't hit it, you at least know you didn't hit it. Right. And that's what I love about a calendar. I love going back and say, okay, I did this this way, I did this this way. And one of uh, my calendaring things that I frequently do is um, 
I use what's called an ABC list. I think I, I picked it off of Entree Leadership and Dave Ramsey, who picked it off of someone else, who picked it off of someone else. But one of the things I like about it is I have my A list, everything I want to get done in the next 48 hours. Mm. Then I have my B list, which would be 48 hours to two weeks. C list is anything in two weeks to a month. And then I have my D list, which I also call my dream list. I'm going to do that someday. Right. I have a lot of projects. Now, there's a lot of give and take. I'm going to do this here, this mm. here. And it took me a long time to figure out. We're like, well, that that's great, Eric. But what happens when something hits your list that yeah. causes other things to move around? Mm-hmm. So what I typically do is I have, I'm going to do this first, this second. And after every time I get two things done, I at least reevaluate my list. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the day, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do third. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't, there might be an important call or I can maybe give that to my assistant. So things are always kind of moving around to one degree or another. How do you decide what you decide to do every day? Yeah. I mean, I think in between the hours, you know, I certainly have my tasks that I track, um, closely kind of across my different clients. Right. And I think it's just a matter of trying to understand constantly listening and understanding the priorities of those people who I'm serving and working with and, and modulating, you know, whatever the needs are of the day to whatever the deadlines are, right. Whatever their Mm -hmm. needs are. Right. So, I mean, even just yesterday, which was a Saturday, I was, I was writing up a summary for a client because it's something I'd promised them earlier in the week. And for lots of reasons, it didn't happen, but I knew I had to get it to my end of the week. Right. And that's kind of the last day. So it's, it's, it was a chance to get it done and it it was fine. It wasn't, you know, late or it wasn't half done. It was, it was well done to the degree I could, but, um, it's, um, it's just about constantly, I think, flexibly looking at what, what the priorities are. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that ABC list. Um, and I think it's constantly shuffling, um, tasks, around that calendar the other thing i would say you mentioned something you mentioned too i don't i don't think you said this but i was thinking about it was um some people do i've noticed i've worked with have calendars and they have very busy calendars that doesn't just having a well-organized busy calendar though does not mean you're actually making progress against things oh absolutely right because there's some people who i think thrive on this need to feel busy but they're not actually doing anything right and i've worked with a lot of people like that as executives i've worked with who who, interestingly, the ones who are the least busy sometimes are the most productive, right? Because they have enough space in their day, right, to sort of take on those things that come up, you know, grab a meeting. And that's a coaching thing because if if I'm coaching someone and I'll dial in with someone and those, well, I I feel like I have to have a busy calendar. Well, why? Well, because if not, they won't think I'm working. And I go all the way back to like the George Costanza skit, right, right, Seinfeld, right, 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 right. who works his way up to be yeah. like the assistant with the New York Yankees by doing crossword puzzles because he looks busy. Yeah. I'd be like, congratulations, you got a yeah. promotion. God did not design you to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I had a, I had a boss who I worked with early in my career, who I won't name because of this, but... Um, she, uh, the whole team knew it. It was really bad. Um, but she actually had multiple purses that she would bring to work because when she would go home before six, even like three, Mm -hmm. she'd leave her, her light on her door open, a couple of pens and some papers out on the desk intentionally placed, uh, and a purse as a prop because she'd left early, <laughs> but she went to great care to make it appear as if she was there, but still working somewhere. Cause it was, 
a very large institution square foot wise, thousands and thousands of square feet. So you could be anywhere, tens of thousands. And, so, and you, I, so <laughs> some I, people I go to great so, lengths I'm to appear busy. I'm somewhat sympathetic <laughs> to that because a lot of people don't understand work, work can look different. Yeah. Um, but let's, I, I could go on like five million tangents, but you know, we've already talked life plan, but my calendar starts pretty much one quarter at a time. Mm -hmm. Every quarter mm -hmm. I have three overarching rocks that I want to accomplish right. specifically work-wise. Yeah. And then I take those rocks and I'm looking at those rocks at least every single week. Am I making progress on those? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. as I'm working with clients, um, cause that's really, you know, I assume we're talking to most business leaders or executives you're really judged not what you do day to day. You're really judged how did I really move the needle quarter over quarter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so those big, big rocks have to fit into weekly and daily schedules. If you say, hey, Eric, I'm going to write a book, that yeah. just doesn't happen one day. That's something that's going to take you weeks and months to accomplish. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, and I actually, it's interesting. I'm, I'm lately, haven't, I don't think I've talked to you about this, but I've been working with a client who's very bought into the same concept of rocks. And the team meeting every week includes report out on your progress on your mm -hmm. rocks. And it's there's no joke. I mean, you, you can't hide from it. I mean, you have to make progress every week. And if you don't, you, you say, here's the issue and here's why, right? which is great. It actually fosters really healthy communication. But... Um, it's uh, it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, to, to keep the team focused on the team tasks. Now, I'll I'll tell you a problem that I've run into, and I love <clears> this <throat> problem. And when I work with people, I will typically allow them to choose their own homework, or if not, I'll, I'll suggest. I'm actually okay when clients and even employees don't finish their homework. W why do you think that might be the case? I'm kind of baiting you, and I haven't told you the answer. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I can imagine. Um, I think it's a question of finding out how honest they might be with you. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's one. But two, what happens frequently is, I love it when someone won't do a homework assignment or not finish something, mm -hmm. if I can find out why and then get to the bottom of it. Because mm -hmm. frequently, what we'll have is there'll be overarching symptoms. Well, what caused us to not finish this work? Why well, get right. too busy doing? this activity over here, or I don't plan this well enough, or I have really poor eating habits, so I'm getting sick one day every two weeks. I love looking at when someone doesn't finish something, if they'll be honest, if they'll own it, if they'll be humble about it, because then we can hopefully fix this underarching issue here, correct that, and then they're more productive in the long run. Right. What if they don't want to address those issues, though? Well, now we have an honesty problem. Right. But even if they don't know, like some people just aren't, are so lack so much self-awareness. They don't even know. They can't make that connection. Well, hopefully if someone, and, I, and I've seen that before, hopefully they would be humble enough. Hey, let's, let's dive into this. What do you think? Sure. Sure. And as long as they're humble to the point where, Hey, maybe there's an area I can work on. I um, mean, you know, and, and that's where you get those aha moments. Mm -hmm. Cause once you fix that, you, you might find an underlying condition that has been there for ages. And if you can fix this one thing, mm -hmm. um, the business can go forward astronomically because mm -hmm. there's one thing that got fixed back here that was causing all sorts of, it's like a misalignment in a car. Once you fix the alignment in the car, you're, you're going to get better gas mileage. You're going to get, um, you know, you don't have to change your tires as much. It's, right. it's an alignment issue. Right, right. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I think you're spot on. I mean, I think trying to get, find the people, I think we talked a lot about this, right? You got to find people who are humble enough to address their own shortcomings, right? And as leaders, we have to be the same way, right? Sort of begin to look at ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And, um, calendars is no different, right? Beginning to look at those things that, you know, like even in, taking a family example, like we try to figure out why is it we seem like there's this stress of the five minutes to get out the door to get to school in the morning. Like what, <laughs> how do we back up and find that's the age old question, right? How do we back up and find those five minutes an hour before that that's causing the slowdown later on? Right? Well, and with myself and my calendar, so I, you know, you know, my, Thursday is my day. Mm-hmm. It's my, don't you dare put any schedule, you know, anything on my schedule on Thursdays, unless it's something that I personally put there that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I got there realizing, looking at my calendar week over week after week, that was always the day something blew up. And also I fought with my wife that day. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I hate Thursdays. Well, it's also, I ran myself into the ground Monday through Friday. I'm like, okay, Thursdays, nothing goes on the calendar Thursdays. Now I sleep in, I do whatever I want to. And now it's the day that I have my biggest aha days because my brain has learned to rest. Learns to rest, yep. And then I rock and roll again on Friday. Right. But that only happened by having a calendar, being able to look backwards and say, oh, this makes a lot of sense. But what I hear is the calendar can allow us to do a gap assessment on our own um, performance, especially where we've had uh, shortcomings. Um, But then I think what I also hear is kind of similar to what we first started talking about, which was you bake your margin into a day of the week versus I try to have the margin kind of through most days just because of the nature of the work I do. Um, but either way, I think, I think a big lesson here, the reason for the calendar getting underneath it that I think we agree on is the importance for leaders listening to this, to, to figure out how to get some margin into your life. Absolutely. Right. If you don't have it, find a way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a calendar can be a big tool to establish that margin on a daily or weekly rhythm. And I, you are spot on when you say that. And then also I, I have two other things in my calendar and this is, this podcast is geared towards Uh, business leaders, but Mm -hmm. I would assume most business leaders also have families. Mm -hmm. So two things that we do, and these are outside of business, but I've noticed when I instituted these with my calendar, it actually significantly helped my business. One is uh, I use an iCloud calendar because I'm pro Apple, but my wife and I, we share our calendar. Mm-hmm. I get to see all her appointments. She sees all my appointments. Because I also noticed, hey, I don't want to fight with my wife and I, and so and so and so. That has really helped our marriage. And she will also say, hey, I saw you had on your calendar, you had to write so and so up. Or you had this coaching call with so and so. That really helps her out. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a family meeting every single week. Mm-hmm. I have four kids. And by instituting and all we do we don't have a diehard family calendar unless there's travel but what we do do is say hey who's doing the chores and what events do we have this week so Mm -hmm. like my wife and my daughter they're heading to dc this next weekend so that's on the calendar we know okay it's you know it's it's dad and three of the kids have to do dinner but that's on the calendar which helps us as well too and by having the family calendar has allowed my business to be more productive as well too. Sure. And your kids are a little younger. And you're very good at the Domino's app, so I'm not worried about you and your kids when your daughter's out of town or your wife's out of town. Um, Yeah, no, with our kids, we we do something similar, but sort of I think at a more uh, younger kid age range, we try to 
first I would say our kids know, while our two-year-old's not fully there yet in terms of following along with with the ritual, uh, try to talk every night after dinner. So just like we try to call it talk time, and the kids are supposed to go play. And our two-year-old, he sort of interrupts a lot, but um, that's okay. But they know that we're communicating, so I think that that's, goes a long ways. Um, and there's some nights we just sit there and stare at each other because we're both so tired that we can barely get through it. So let's, you know, it's not like the most amazing conversation every time, but we're doing our best in, with the kids knowing, right, to talk about things, whatever's going on. And then weekly, we try to kind of Sunday night dinners run through the week's calendar. So like what you just said, right? But more about, you know, the kids don't have their own calendars really. So it's like, hey, what's going on this week? What are we mm-hmm. doing? What's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday look like? Here's what we know. Um, and, and eventually, well, we started doing this, that also becomes the night for allowance. So they have an incentive. Oh, that's a really good incentive. Yeah. I actually read about that in a book by, um, Alan Mulally, who ran Ford. Mm-hmm. He did that. That was a big. He's. I tell you, he's got his kids to incentivize to show up for family. Family. Yeah. But kids so need routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 14 year old told me, Dad, I can't wait to go to high school next year. Granted, she's had two straight years of COVID. Right. But she goes, Dad, I just need a schedule. Yeah. And she realizes at the age of 14, she needs a schedule. Yeah. 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 A lot of our employees are the same way, whether they be 18 or 30 or 40. Yeah. You see this. Oh, it's payday or this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. They know sure. what People, that looks like. Yeah. Um, and I've even noticed the better our meeting schedule calendar is at our work, the better meetings we have had as well, too. They know, hey, we have our team lead meetings every week or we have our quarterlies. We have our annuals. Um, the better the routine we have as leaders in our company and how that fits into the calendar, uh, we'll have a better company instead of just like, Oh, we're gonna. We might do this this day. You cannot live in mites. Yeah. I mean, customers bring enough mites to us. You don't want to self-impose more mites. Yeah. No. I, well, and I think it speaks to human nature, right? And I think this is also a need for leaders. And really, one of the important things about leaders having a steadiness to their demeanor and their approach is because people are by nature in need of um, a foundation and something they can hold on to. Yeah. Right. And and so many times in the world there's not that. So right. in this world of in this world of apps that are there's an app for everything. Mm-hmm. What calendar app do you use? <laughs> uh it again, it depends a little because a lot of times my consulting requires me to But I mean your main thing. What do you yeah, what are you yeah. looking? Are you no. looking on your phone? Are you looking on your notepad? What do you combination. I tend to either I look both at my uh outlook on my computer. Because I've got several, like six emails that sync across several clients, um, and I've got um, five or six on my phone. But I actually have to look at two different calendars to make it all work. It's a little okay. annoying, actually, but um, I haven't figured out how to sync it all yet. But it works. I'm sure there's an app for that too. I'm sure there is, but I haven't taken the time to figure it out. The big thing is everyone needs to have a calendar. Yeah, it what can do you, be analog. What do you, use? you use Apple. Anal- well, I use Apple, but I also use pen and paper. So yeah. I have my Apple for my big meetings. Yeah. And then I have my ABC list that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. That's actually pen and paper. It's pen and paper. How do you move stuff around very easily, though? I use the bullet journal method. Maybe that's another podcast. It's amazing. Okay. So try to look at it every single day, and I either cross it out, move it forward, and then I have a daily schedule that then fits onto another schedule. So, I, And I learned that from Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt, one of the best technologies is analog. There's all sorts of brain science that says the more analog we do, i.e. pen and paper, 
the more effective it is in terms of getting things done. I believe that. I mean, I've got my pen and yeah. notepad here for just taking notes as we're going. So, um, yeah, that would be another topic for analog versus digital and when, when it's appropriate, when it's helpful. Right. Well, good. Well, hey, I, I think this is going to be our highest rated podcast episode you think on so? calendaring. I think we had a little bet going. We after do have the last a bet. One. Remind me what it was. It was something. I'm going to go. That, was, that, that, that podcast comes I, out. I thought it was beers. Week. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was beers to, okay. to whether it's the highest rated podcast okay. or not. And I, and I think I said it wasn't going to be. <laughs> it is going to be. <laughs> well, good times. Well, hey, uh, the point is, I'm sure everyone here has a calendar. But how are we being intentional with our calendar? If you yeah. don't get a calendar, you're going to be 25% more productive if you have a calendar. Well, think about how you're using it if you are in terms mm-hmm. of expressing your maturity, your wisdom, and their goals and your life plan, not just expressing how busy you are. Absolutely. All right. Well, good. Well, hey, until next week. Sounds good. And hey, hey, I have a blog post on this. So go to the consultantofthecoach.com and say, hey, I, I, I referenced a lot of things in this episode. You'll see those in the blog post. Also, if you want to reach out with Josh or myself, you can find us there as well, too. Sounds good. Take care, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. Hey, if you want to dive deeper into this, go to the consultantofthecoach.com. Hey, we would love to talk with you more, help you in your business, whether it be coaching, consulting, you name it. So thank you so much for listening to the Consultant on the Coach podcast and until next week.